We good? All right. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, I just remember like, you know, when I was <laughs> in one moment in my life, I was in Kid Town. I was like seven years old and I blink and now my last year of high school and, you know, moving on to Kaya next year. So, yeah, it's going by really fast. But, you know, the Lord is definitely the Lord has definitely been, you know, working in my life throughout my whole life. And I'm just praising for that. So, yeah, obviously, Pastor Chris Best and his wife, Christine, are in Nairobi, Kenya. And he did um, ask me to take his place and uh, speak uh, this morning. And so that's definitely something we'll be, wanted, we'll be wanting to pray, you know, pray for the best, you know, as they're in Kenya. My dad, the, he, uh, a few years ago, my dad went to Africa, Malawi, Africa, to go on a mission trip. And I know that's definitely a very, you know, it can be challenging. So we'll be praying for the best. Um, so, yeah, Pastor Chris asked me uh, in terms of a topic to preach on. He asked me to teach on how prayer ought to take place in our decision making. And so that's what we'll be teaching about this morning. Um, and so a passage that really stuck out to me for this topic was in Luke chapter 22, verses 41 through 43. Um, so before we dive in, I'm just going to go pray and then we'll get right into it. So, Father, um, I just love you so much and thank you, God, for this morning. Um, God, it's just been so good to. Uh, spend time in w living well, just to get to know uh, just the members of living well more. I know to see them uh, on Sundays and Tuesdays, but Lord, just to spend time with them and get to know them more is really edifying. And Lord, I just pray that as we just uh, dive into your word and as we um, just look at how just to take um, prayer into our decision making, I just pray that um, you would just set me aside. Lord, would your word just come forth? Um, would you just speak through me and Lord, um, would I just hide behind your word? Um, and Lord, uh, would you just get the glory out of uh, this morning? So Lord, we just love you. We thank you. Pray these things in your name. Amen. All right. So Luke chapter 22, verses 41 through 43, it says, And he, Jesus, was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. So here in this passage, we see Jesus and he prays in the garden of Gethsemane, right? And this would, this would be before Jesus would be uh, arrested and then uh, crucified and died for our sins, you know, and died for humanity. And so this was a very big deal. This is, it's huge for Jesus to, to go through all of that for us. Uh, as Jesus, he, he would bear our sins. Um, you know, Jesus, he knew no sin, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. And so he bore our sins, right? And he's on the cross. And as he's on the cross, God would turn away from Christ because he is holy and just, and right? And, um, and what Jesus went through, like what he went through on the cross, what he went through uh, as he was crucified, like just bearing that wrath of God, that'd be something that we'd render incomprehensible right? It, it'd be huge. Um, something interesting about the place Jesus prayed in, the Garden of Gethsemane, is that Gethsem Gethsemane, it's hard to say, it means olive press, right? This was a place where olives were pressed and they were crushed for their oil. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what Jesus went through. He would eventually be crushed and beaten for, for everyone, right? For humanity. Um, and so as we see in the text, Jesus, he meets with the Lord and he prays before going into this big moment. So our key question about this 
Um, is one approaching a big situation in our life, do we go to the Lord in prayer about it, right? So as Jesus, he went through this big moment, this big situation in his life, do we do the same when approaching something big, a big decision, a big situation? You know, right now, as a senior, uh, I'm, you know, college is something I'm, you know, going to be doing next year. So I'm taking visits and, you know, applying and talking with college coaches and as a believer, one thing I do not want to do in that process is just go through all of that and not take any of that to the Lord in prayer, right? Just to do all of that and just, you know, just like find confidence in myself rather than going to the Lord in prayer about it. Um, and so, you know, one of the verses about this is in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. And it says, then shall you call upon me. And ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And so that word hearken means to hear or to listen to. Um, and then our, uh, another verse is in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 through 7. Verse 6 says, uh, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Um, so because God will listen to us, and he listens to our prayer, and because God cares for us, we ought to take any situation we're in to the Lord in prayer. Um, so whether we're in a good situation or a bad situation, or it's a big decision or something subtle, like something we don't even think about, we still should take all those situations, all those times in our life to the Lord in prayer. Um, you know, an example in my life of this is a lot of you guys might know my dad uh, as a pastor and, you know, and I would say like about a couple of times every year, he'll go off to a different church and he'll speak at a conference or he'll be a guest speaker there. And one of the things he'll always do before he leaves, you know, the home and goes off um, is he'll get the family together and we'll just pray, you know, and it's just a time where us as a family, we're just relying on the Lord for strength, relying on the Lord that he'll just speak through my dad that, you know, his will will be done there. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a time where we, as it says in first Peter five, seven, we just cast our cares upon him. Right. Um, so going back to Luke 22, like when it comes to wanting God's will being done in our lives, uh, a thing we want to know is what exactly God's will is for our lives. Right. You know? Um, and so I think, you know, a passage that really clarifies that is in Romans chapter 12, uh, verses one through two. And it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the word therefore in verse 1 is referring to the previous 11 chapters that Paul wrote in Romans. Uh, in Romans. Um, and so this is where Paul's explaining, you know, salvation and, you know, how we are in Christ. And so because we are in Christ, that is what makes us holy, right? It's nothing we do in and of ourselves. It's because we are in Christ. That is how we are holy and we're righteous. And so based on all that Paul covered and, you know, when we're looking at this question of what is God's will for my life? How do I find that? Um, I think there are two questions we have to ask ourselves. And the first question is, am I a living sacrifice? Um, so being a living sacrifice, it, it basically means 
to make yourself a sacrifice. You're surrendering yourself to the Lord. Um, but then you make that decision on a daily basis. It's not a one-time decision. It's not a one-time deal. It's, it's constant. It's something that we as believers decide to do every day. Um, and so, you know, one of the verses uh, in Matthew 16 that talks about this is, uh, let's see. So it's Matthew 16, verses 24 through 26. And it says, uh, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. <clears throat> uh, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whoever, whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And so uh, one of the points from uh, Matthew 16, 24 through 26, and from Romans 12, 1 through 2 is, you know, when we're being a living sacrifice, it means that we're going to have to say no to ourselves constantly. You know, it can't be like, you know, being a living sacrifice. It's where we'll have to say no to our flesh and its desires and what it wants and wanting, you know, what God wants. So like with college, I can't, you know, if I want to be a living sacrifice, it can't be me going to the Lord in prayer and saying, okay, well, I know what your word says. I know, you know, I want God's will being done in my life, but let me just do what I want not what you want, right? Like it has to be surrendering, surrendering myself to the Lord and saying, okay, what do you want? What do you want for my life? And from that, that's how I make that decision, right? To be that living sacrifice. And there are likely going to be times in our lives where, you know, you mess up, where you don't decide to be a living sacrifice. I know in my life, there have been times where, you know, I, you know, I fall short. I don't, you know, I mess up. Um, but however, you know, you have a new day to rededicate yourself, to be a living sacrifice. You have another day to, you know, sacrifice, surrender yourself to the Lord. And, you know, the thing about the Lord is he's infinitely merciful, right? And there are, you know, probably examples from my life. There are examples from everyone in this room where there have been times where we've seen God's mercy, right? Um, and so the second question we ought to ask ourselves is, am I renewing my mind? Um, so the believer, they decide, to be a living sacrifice uh, for the Lord, and then they renew their mind. And so to renew something, it basically means to renovate or completely change for the better. Um, so the believer's mind it ought to operate differently than what it used to be before they were saved, right? It ought to be renovated. It ought to change completely for the better. Um, and so, you know, a way we can do that is, you know, when we spend time in God's word and we know God personally and what, you know, what God's word says, you know, what God's word says about the Lord. And so, you know, when we're constantly just spending time in God's word, you know, we start to, you know, have our uh, minds renewed. And so notice also in verse two of Romans uh, chapter 12, and it says, and be not conformed to this world. And so to conform means to fashion oneself to. So as believers, we ought to recognize that although we are in the world currently, we're not to be of it. So as believers, we're called to seek those things which are above, right? In Colossians 3.1, uh, where we, uh, you know, just hearken to the Lord instead of, you know, listening to the world. And listening to the world can look like a number of things. Like I know for me, I think of listening or looking at social media or, you know, reading the news more than, you know, hearing from the Lord. Um, and it's not that social media, it's not that sports or the news is entirely bad. It's just when 
I look at those things and I prioritize those things more than the Lord. When I decide to go to those things instead of going to God's word in prayer, that's when I start to conform to the world rather than conforming, you know, to the Lord. And that's not a good place to be in. Uh, so when we decide to be a living sacrifice and we renew our mind, we find it so very simple to know what God's will is for our life. And then from that, we can go to the Lord in prayer and predetermine to have God's will be done in our life, just like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? Um, and so from predetermining that God's will would be done in our lives, we can have peace in any situation we're in because we already know God's will will be done in our life. Um, so, yeah. And then finally, um, I just want to look at verse 43 of Luke 22. Um, and it said, and there appeared an angel unto, unto him from heaven, uh, strengthening him. So, um, so I know uh, just for me and my family, we've never regretted just trusting in the Lord and asking him for strength instead of finding strength in and of ourselves, right? You know, when we're in a place where we just fully surrender and we just realize that it's God's strength and not our own that we rely upon, man, we never regretted being in that place. Um, and that, you know, Luke 22, 43, it reminds us of how God is able and can give us strength instead of us having to seek our own strength, right? Um, another passage that, you know, reminds me of this is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 through 29, and it says, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world and things which are uh, despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to not things that are. Why would you do that? That no flesh should glory in his presence, right? So that when we're, we're at church and we're talking about our testimonies, it's not, look at what I did. It's, look at what God did in, in my life. How he used us, you know, as a vessel and how, you know, God's glory just was, you know, shown. And I know in a lot of areas in my life, like in school, in sports, or even in ministry, uh, I can get so focused on just trying to get those things done and completed and get them done well, like getting assignments done. And ministry, just like in cafe, getting the coffee done and all that, I can get so caught up in that where I tend to forget to just fully rely upon the Lord for his strength, right? Um, and then just to be used by him. Um, but not only that, but I also tend to forget, like, man, God has to get all the glory in, in those things, right? In all areas of my life, not just ministry, but school and sports, right? And, and you know, a lot of you guys can attend to that, too. So before we make a decision in our lives, right, whether it's a big one, monumental, or if it's small, um, like Christ did in the Garden of Gethsemane, we can just predetermine, just decide before anything happens, God's will would be done in our life. And again, we can have peace, um, you know, through whatever we're going through. Um, and so when we predetermine that God's will would be done, as we make a decision, you know, that's when that prayer can impact, you know, our decision-making, right? Um, so that was, went by kind of fast, but um, I do have a few discussion questions that we can go over. Um, I have three of them. And the first one 
is, uh, do I utilize prayer when making decisions? Uh, the second question, uh, do I renew my mind uh, by spending time in God's word and in prayer? And then the final one is, what might be some areas in my life that I need to trust the Lord for strength in? So, yeah, with that, I'm going to pray and then hand it off to Scott. So, Father, uh, we just uh, thank you, God, for your word. Um, it's so very powerful and Lord, it, um, it's, it's true completely. And so I just know for me, you've pointed out so many things in your word. Um, and Lord, I just pray that um, just in times of discussion or in our discussion groups, Lord, uh, would we just uh, share just what we got out of your word? Um, and Lord, just from that, would we just meditate on those things? Would we apply it to our life? Would you not just leave here and intellectually agree with your word, but not be changed by it in our hearts and, and in our souls? So Lord, um, I just, I'm so thankful for this group and for having, letting them, uh, uh, letting them have me here. And Lord, I just love you. And I just thank you. Pray these things in your name. Amen. There we go. We, uh, we know you didn't come here to get something, but we want to give you something. So there's uh, just a little something. So thank you, Ken. You know, actually, uh, um, while you were preaching, I was, I was thinking about uh, something Pastor Best told me. Um, he told me about uh, when he was looking at going, doing his residency. And so he was praying about where to go. Kind of like Ken's praying about where to go to college. He was praying about where to do residency. And there was a place he wanted to go. It was really cool, up-and-coming hospital. Uh, they had a lot of money, a lot of resources. And uh, um, But the Lord was kind of pricking his heart saying, go to Truman. Like, Truman doesn't have the best reputation. I mean, it's, right, it's, it's an inner-city hospital. And so... Uh, um, so finally, he's like, okay, Lord, well, you know, I'll put Truman on my list, but I'm also going to put this other one there because that's right. So, so he's praying for something. Well, so he ended up getting to go do his residency at the hospital that he wanted. So he got the new up and coming great place. Well, so what he told me was that like today, the group that he would have been in at Truman, like that group is super tight. Those doctors are all still friends today. Like he doesn't know anybody from when he did residency at that other hospital. I mean, it was a good experience, but it's not like what he might've had had he gone to Truman and been with this group that's, that's super tight. So when you pray, Pray with expectation. When that answer comes, you got to actually follow that too. So, yeah, it's a it's a great message, and uh, we appreciate it. So, yeah, so go ahead and and get in your groups. And like like I said, he gave you the questions there. Um, something else you might consider is if you're having trouble with quiet time, maybe find an accountability partner in your group. Like, if you're having trouble getting your quiet time and you can find somebody else that gets up at the same time and you can just text each other, call each other just to say, hey, it's time for that quiet time, you know, you'll have a better chance, right? So, so let's, let's make it work, right? 
All right. Thanks, guys. I'll uh, bring us back together a little bit later and we can uh, do a summary or whatever. So thanks, guys.